Thanks, Michael Hutchins. Thanks for everything, mate. Thanks for all the techniques. Uh, welcome to Just Keep Hunting. I'm Sonny Munn, joined by the legend himself, Azza. How are you, Azza? Great, great. But keep me out of asphyxia wanking, mate. I gave that up years ago. No dramas, mate. There's a distinct lack of stockings and oranges at your house, and I know where they're hiding. Hey, mate, I want to get straight into a few things here. We normally talk about what we've learned. I want to do two things. I want to talk about last week's punts, and then I want to mention something else. First things first, your horse got up at Echuca. Struck gold. Horse got up. Royal Echuca won by the length of the straight. Um, very exciting. Very, very exciting for uh, Congrats, as a winning mate. owner to see that win. Yeah, it was great. and um, Bet up on it, which was good again. It will be going to Geelong next Friday, hopefully. So we'll uh, feature that on next week's pod. Yeah, great, mate. So that's onwards and upwards for the pooch. For the pooch. For the horse, isn't it? <laughs> yes, mate. Something like that for the pooch. Something like that for the pooch. Hey, uh, Swanee's got up. We had a bit of success on the footy, punting-wise. Footy was good. Yeah, the overs on the Melbourne Tigers game was an easy watch. It was they were overs by about halfway oh. through the third. Yeah, it was great. Swanee's was great. I think the only one that let us down was the Lions. That was putrid. Oh. Who could have backed Gold Coast over 40 in that game? Absolutely Mate, no one, I wouldn't have thought. I feel like Fagan got a bit outcoached in that game watching that. It was very, very frustrating. And this is part of what I want to do now, mate. I want to go back to the tape because last week, Nostradamus himself over there, one of the greats. Here we go. Forgetting that you said that Brisbane was basically printing money. We won't worry about that. That can happen. Don't lose the confidence. But you (laughs) don't tell me that I'm going well with the ladies or something, mate, because you put the greatest moz of all time on last week. First one was that the uh, Gold Coast player, King, was an absolute dud. Kicks a bag against Brisbane. No dramas there. I definitely said that. But the big one for me, the big one for me, Buddy is back. Cheers, retired this week. Oh. <laughs> well, Buddy is back. He's going to kick two plus, And you couldn't have predicted what happened. But I was just, that, those words were ringing in my ear all week where, you know, listening to SEN. And everyone's talking like he's been deceased for a week. Like, he's not dead, guys. He's just not playing footy. But he is back. Nope, he's retired. He's never back. Well, I did say that, uh, actually, I thought the King call was worse because I said he's putrid at the moment. (laughs) He can't get a kick. And about five minutes into the first quarter, he looked like the second coming of Wayne Carey. He was, I'm like, going, oh, God, here we go. But just to be clear, on the buddy, on the buddy, he did ping his calf in the first minute or whatever, and all the bets were void on that goal kicking bet. So we got our money back. So that was the main thing. So I'd say King was the more pu- the King call was more putrid. Um, all I was yeah, it was hilarious. All I was hypothesising was where are they going to drop him because he couldn't get a kick. But um, <laughs> hey, um, chairman of selectors at Gold Coast, well done. Yeah, that's it. They've made some good choices. They've ditched Jew and they've kept King. They've done well. It was upsets galore last round. It was a really topsy-turvy round of footy, wasn't it? Mate, it was it was unbelievable. I mean, it was good to get a win on the punt, to be honest, because three of the top four got rolled. And that's right. half-time, looked like Melbourne, the other team, was going to as well until they obviously got away with it um, near the end. So a lot of upsets with, obviously, Frio beating Geelong. I mean, not that you could oh, back Geelong at $1.08, but who could have... Um, you know, I saw them play against Brisbane the week before. You know, they finished the game really well. It wasn't a team where you thought they could get rolled by Freo. I mean, Freo got a decent record down there, but still they've just been such pretenders this year. Um, so, yeah, round of upsets. Glad we got away unscathed. 
um, on the punt. But, um, yeah, geez, the ladder's great to see in terms of who can make it, who can't. Um, It's really, really good, actually. Yeah, it's fantastic just watching the Saints slowly slide. It's a bit weird to think that Carlton and GWS are basically the form teams of the comp. Yeah, well, they are at the moment. I think, you know, that's... That's what it seems like. Like to me, it reminds me of the year that the Dogs won the flag. Yeah, okay. Um, from outside the top four, and that any team, if you can stay injury free, and have a good, you know, three or four games in a row, you can win it. I think. I think there's genuinely, um, like you say today, if if Carlton finished fifth and ma- and the finals were starting tomorrow, like they'd be a chance. On, on, you'd have to say they're a chance on current form. Like you can say, oh, Carlton are shit, they can't win it. But on current form, they've, they've, they've pantsed port and pies. You'd have to say, like, if the finals were starting tomorrow, they'd be a good chance. It is remarkable. And to do it without Walsh as well. I tell you what, it's just, it is all about injury free and it is about form and all those things in September. But I, I'm striking Geelong off. They were a team that I thought, geez, if, they're, if they hit form at the right time, you wouldn't want to face them in finals. But. I don't know if Frio are just exceptionally quick, but they made the Cats look so slow. Geelong won't make the eight, mate. Oh, there he is. They won't make the eight. And you can bet on it too somewhere. Just get on it. I, I reckon they're gone. Okay. I reckon they're gone. Hawkins is gone. Blitzars is gone. Cameron is so sore. He's playing. He's a good player. And he got headbutted in the pub. He got headbutted in the pub on Sunday. How about that? Bang! I saw that. A clash of heads, as they say in the industry. Love it. Love it. So um, look. So look. Anyone probably can win it. I still think only the Pies and the Demons can probably win it, and the Lions have got a slight chance for me. But it's um, that, that's probably how I'm thinking about it from a punting perspective. Um, I think uh, that's all we're looking at. I still want to be against the. GWS and Carlton being able to win four finals in a row because that's what they're going to have to do um, to win it. And I just think that's a huge ask for, for both sides. Um, there are crucks starting to appear big time at the Paizo for me. Here we go. Massively. You're, ju- you're so, jumping on this bandwagon, are you? They're done, are they? Well, I haven't listened to a thing this week. I haven't watched a TV show, so I don't know if that's the narrative. I'm not saying they're done. I'm heavily on them for the flag. Um, they've had quite a bit of money on them. Um, I've saved on the demons and the lions, um, but but the pies of the facts are the lions smashed them at the Gabba early in the year. Um, the demons beat them at the G. Um, they just got over Port. I won't say lucky; it was a good win, but they've just got over them, and now the Blues towed them up. And it looks like teams have cottoned on how to beat them. They're that pressure through the mid, and Dacos is being exposed as a downhill skier. I'm calling it. Oh. He's calling it. He's been exposed. He's being exposed now. So about time someone just went hard at him. Your Brownlow medal lock is now a downhill skier. Well, he'll win it. He'll win it because there's no one else to beat him. Petrarca. Other than, I mean, Petrarca's second favourite. And and by the way, we we did tip him at the start of the year to win it at $17. He's into about four now. I I just don't think Petrarca did enough early in the season. So, look, I think Dacos will win the flag. But in terms of his influence on games, there's no doubt by roughing him up and giving him more attention that his influence has been has been stifled and he's such a damaging player when he's got the footy in his hand um, that that they they haven't replaced him with someone else being able to to have that influence on games so look I still think they're the team to beat but you know as I said it's an even year there's no standout like last year yeah, it's great. And we'll get into our punts soon. But I also think that this is an interesting one. You talked about winning it from outside the top four. 
And that's what the bye has traditionally brought in. That bye round freshens up the teams five to eight to give them a shot. But I feel like this year it's probably going to scupper those teams because the ones that are hitting form at the right time will have a week off and it'll actually conversely freshen up the top four. Yeah. So I think the top four is where it's embedded. Yeah, maybe. I'm not sure. Like, like the history says you've got to finish top four to win it, but as I said, it's it's a very, very even year and you only need a couple of injuries. Like Ash, So Ashcroft missed last week. How big an influence is that going to be on the Lions? If Melbourne, they've got Oliver out at the moment, he's probably going to be due back in a couple they only they're only one injury away. Patriarca or Gorn getting injured for you know them to be in huge trouble. Um, so it's really going to be keeping your list fit. And, and the Pies have got no injuries at all. So they if they start to get a couple, um, that's going to be a key for them. So it's going to be interesting to see the next few weeks the shape of the eight. Um, fifth and sixth are going to be really really valuable spots to get that home final for the bottom four. Uh, bottom the bottom half of the eight. And then, you know, them to be playing a top four away. You know, if a Carlton finish fifth or sixth, win a home final and play, a you know, a Pies or Melbourne in Melbourne, it's going to be pretty interesting. I'd be a belter. Yeah, so it was great to watch Friday night. Charlie Kerno, like, Buddy's gone and, you know, what a superstar he's been. Been amazing to watch him, but tell you what, it's going to be pretty good watching Kerno the next few years. He is an absolute gun. Yeah, he's a beast, he is. And I'll tell you what, the sun's starting to come out. The air's getting a little bit crisper. The light's hanging around later in the day. We're getting close to September. It's a good time to be around footy at the moment. So let's get into this week, mate, because there's a couple of cracking games, and I want to hear what your thoughts are on them. Yeah, so there's a few cracking games. I, I must say, you know, I'm normally pretty bullish on the footy. I, it's a real danger week for me on the punt. I don't, I don't love the round from a punting perspective. Okay. But better the round for me. Um, they they went up thirty four and a half points this line. The demons playing north in Tassie. It's now forty two and a half. Uh. But I I still think that's worth taking. The weather looks okay. Sort of two mils. Not you know, average sunny day in uh, average winter day in, in Tassie standard. Um, so wind as a is there any wind? That's always look, the, the issue. The way I look at weather is, it, the most skillful sides have. I don't, it's not an equalisation. It's actually a huge advantage for the more skillful sides. That's the way I think about it from a punting perspective. I, I'm a I'm a bit of a contrarian thinker on that. Yeah, right. The average losing margin for North in Hobart in its last six games is 55 points. Okay. When they play top four sides in the last six games, they've lost by 70, 69, and 60. Melbourne are on the up. They're scoring big. North have gone to Perth last week. Come back to Melbourne. Couple of nights kipping some bunk beds. They're also young, a lot of them. Then they go to Tassie. They're in a rut. End of season trip planning on the plane. Melbourne need percentage to overtake yep. Brisbane. Everything just stacks up. Okay. I still think 42 and a half. That's my bet of the round. Fantastic. You're making some decent points, mate. What's going on? You're making good points these days. You're freaking me out. Oh, come on, mate. Come on, mate. Um, <laughs> next bet, next bet is pies. So the line for the Hawks game, this is at the MCG Twilight on Saturday. Interesting time. Mm. Is 31, 31 and a half. I was a bit surprised when I saw that it was only thirty one and a half. I expect this to be quite an open game. Sam Mitchell said this year, you know, he doesn't want to try and stifle opposition and and to win games. He wants to be educating about how they want to play the attacking sense of the game going forward. They haven't really worked as much on the on the defending side. So I th- expect the corridor to be open. Pies love the corridor. I just think they're going to smack them through there. I, I could take that line, but also okay. half timeline, 15 and a half. 
I think is an interesting bet. I, you know, I'd just like to think the Pies are just going to go really hard early. And I, I, I like that half-time line of 15.5 Pies. I like that. So they're really, to be honest, the only two games I want to get involved in. Um, I could entertain Port playing Geelong down in Geelong. That's the game of the round, for sure. It's going to be interesting to see how the Cats' faithful bounce back. They were bloody miserable. To, it was enjoyable to watch them in the crowd against Frio last week, actually. Oh. Real down in the dumps at the Fortress of the Cattery. So it's quite good. enjoyable as a neutral. So good. Um, you know, look, I know Porter lost the last three, and two of them have been pretty bad losses. Um, that Crows game. Looked a bit tired. And the Carlton game. Um, so, look, you got to take them on trust. But, you know, as I said earlier, Hawkins and Blitzarves are out for Geelong. Blitzars is a huge out for them. Hawkins out, so they're going to go with a smaller forward line, I imagine. Um, that means the Port backs don't get exposed, which they can be against bigger forwards. So, like, you know, if you want to get involved in this game, you know, maybe Port 1 to 39 or pick your own line, 20 and a half at $1.50, I'll sort of looked at. If you wanted to take that in multis, something like that. Yeah, I like that. Um, I could entertain Port, but I'm not sort of, you know, declaring them that they win. If they were going in with better form, I'd be declaring them. But, um, but hey, they both come off really bad losses. So I'm expecting it to be quite a tight game. I think you've pretty much summed that up perfectly, mate. Everyone out there at home, just have a think about what gambling is really costing you. This week, mate, are you back on the horses? Are we, are we at Flemington? There's 10 massive races this Saturday. We are. We're at Flemington. Right. You can just sort of start. You can't smell it in the air, but you can start to feel it a little bit with the race quality improving. We're going to come out of this other side, and by the end of August, we'll be really really deep into the spring which will be great in terms of quality and group one racing going to bookend the card at flemington on saturday fantastic i've got a um a, a motto never bet in straight races because i always regret it and both of these are straight races so um okay yeah, take... really heeding your own advice there yeah so there you go really really um yeah really disciplined punter <laughs> so um because i think these two are clearly the best two horses in the race so race one number eight river noir from the all-conquering peter moody and uh catherine coleman stable she's got two great new additions recently which has been awesome and River Noir, um, really nice filly. They swerved a group race in Adelaide last week to have an easy kill here. Benchmark 70 up the straight. I expected to go forward and be too good for these at about the $3 mark. And in race 10, there's a very good mare resuming called Benedetta. She's a very, very smart mare. I'm actually surprised I didn't run her in the Ori Star. Um, which is the main race on the card, race seven, a group three race. But they've decided to go the easy option first up here. Look, she's never won below 1,200. She is a bit of a run on horse, and she does get a very average jockey here in Tatum Bull, a, a claiming apprentice who, you know, I don't really like backing on a, on a Saturday at Flemington. But, look, she's a lovely horse. She is going to be going places this spring. You'd think she'd win this race two out of three times, which would imply odds of $1.50. And she's two bucks. So if you like a shorty or quaddies or whatever, you want to go one out in the quaddy. I thought um, she'd be running down a horse called Najem Sahail in that race. He'll be he'll be at the front. 
uh, they're the only two I could see winning that race. Um, there's also, if you want to put a quaddy on, 15, no way ever, maybe you could throw in as a roughie. So anyway, I'm backing, I'm backing the Benedetta and River Noir, the two horses at Flemington on Saturday. Fantastic, mate. And part of our ever-expanding podcast stable at Mint Sports over at the Punting Monologue, you'll be happy to know, Azza, that one of those two horses is analyst Benny Clifton's bet of the day. Well, he is a River Noir fan. I know that. Well, he might be, but I tell you what, I might as well just tell you, because by the time this comes out, you can also hop over and hear the entire card of tips and and expert analysis from Benny. He loves Benedetta as well. That's his bet of the day, and I've got to tell you, it's not often you and he are on the same page. He said his only query and disappointment was that they had that apprentice jockey on board. Yeah, look, the thing is, it's 1,100 metres down the straight, so for me, just put your arms around her neck and do what I do, put your arms around the horse's neck and hang on, Tatum. (laughs) It's all you really got to do. So there's less less to fuck up. It is bizarre that you say that because he basically said, hold on to the reins and enjoy the win. Because there's not much else that you could do. So, all right, that's good. It sounds like Benedetta could be lock of the week over at the Mint Sports Podcast Stable. I'm going to get into my mum's multi before we wrap up on yours, mate. It's a seven-legger this week. I'm only throwing in one AFL game, the form team of the comp. I'm going to say Carlton get up over Ross Lyons, St Kilda at Etihad on Sunday Arvo. In the NRL, I like Souths, Parramatta, and the Raiders head-to-head. And I'm throwing in the storm with the line. I think they can get close, if not beat the Panthers. If you think you can beat, they can beat the Panthers away, it's no easy feat, but it can be done. They're very good value, the Storm. And I'm also going to chuck in Women's World Cup. Netherlands will beat South Africa. South Africa played their grand final yesterday against Italy. And the Matildas to bring it home on Monday night against Denmark. That seven-legger will get you about ten bucks fifty on the Mintbet app. And now I'm just going to sum up your tips and punts, if I could, as... Your bet of the week is the D's. Get on now because the line looks like it's drifting. They're minus 42.5 against North down in Tassie, and you think that'll be an absolute doddle. The Hawks and the Pies, you like the line there for the Pies, but why not get on at halftime as well for them to be up by 16 or more? If you want a bit of interest in the Port-Geelong game, maybe find your own value there. It'll be a tight one. You can get Port 1-39 to or even Port with about a 20-point start at a buck fifty. In the racing at Flemington, River Noir to kick things off in race one. And then the very last race in race 10, Benedetta, you can double your money. So just be prepared to have a think about what you are prepared to lose today and set yourself a deposit limit. And I reckon that could be just about all from us, mate. Love it. Thanks, man. You're an absolute legend. Mate, don't tell anyone. I've got a reputation to uphold. All right, love you, buddy. Enjoy your weekend, and I'll see you next time I'm looking at you. See you, brother. Ciao. Oh, come on, mate. Come on, mate. Oh, come on, mate. Come on, mate.